You're listening to The Reading Riot. books or what hello everyone and welcome back to the reading riot podcast with your host kim oh i am so happy to be back and recording and not feeling like i have a zillion things to do this weekend this month i'm keeping it chill like there was just too much going on the last few weeks and i just need to be able to sit in bed and watch stranger things and that is my goal and that is all i'm doing end of story period Anyway, I'm so glad to be back. Got a great episode for you. I've got my friend Rain Sullivan as the guest of this episode, and she is someone that I just met on Instagram. Like I meet all of you, I swear. I have so many friends that I have just met online, and I guess that's the new way we meet people because I cannot make a friend in person to save my life. Like, what is up with that? Like, I miss the days where you were at school and you created like such great bonds with people around you, but it's because you were forced to be in the same environment every single day. (laughs) You know what I mean? For your classes, like you don't get that as an adult and half the people that you work with are just work friends. That's where it ends. Like you try to hang out with them and they just bail and flake. Cause obviously when they think of you, they associate you with work and they're like, nah, don't want to do that. (laughs) Like there's something like, why do work friends just not work out? They don't work out for me. So anyway, I'm so excited for you guys to meet Rain. She is phenomenal and we've got some great short stories for you. Before we get to that, I thought I would start doing a word of the month because As a writer, we're always looking for those really good juicy words to put in our books, something that you haven't heard before, or you're like, oh my gosh, I just learned something new. Well, I thought I would assist with that and help you guys out. So I'm going to use my AI Roxy. Say what's up, Roxy. What's up, Kim? Hey, girl. Hey. So why don't you tell us the word of the month? Of course. The word of the month is fractious, which means... Tending to be troublesome or unruly. Used in a sentence, the fractious crowd grew violent. Source, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. All right, see, everyone just learned something new. Hope that was exciting. Thank you so much, Roxy. Of course, Master. Roxy, what did we talk about? Apologies. I meant to say, my queen. That's right. Okay, power down. (laughs) Okay, enough joking around. Let's get into it. I'm so excited for this next episode. In three, two, one, go! Connecting guest to the Reading Riot podcast. Connection complete. All right, everyone. I would like to welcome Rain Sullivan to the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Dude, I am so excited you're here because from the moment I knew this was a friendship made in heaven. (laughs) Yeah, the same. I mean, when you 
I think I'd been on Instagram for like 12 seconds when you responded <laughs> to my story <laughs> and we swapped queries. I think within literally the first week of me being on Instagram, I was like, okay, this is my new best friend and we will dude, be writing. <laughs> I, I, dude, it was so meant to be. Can't get over it. It was one of those things where I was like, yeah, fate exists. Yeah. If it was like, very cool. I was like, okay, this community is rocking and I just found the coolest person here. So, ah, yours is sweet. So you had taken a break from social media. Is that right? Yeah. I, um, I had never been on social media for writing prior to the start of, gosh, when was that? I mean, I guess the very end of April is when I started my write as rain Sullivan Instagram. Uh Um, and prior to that, I'd used social for a small business that I ran, um, which had nothing to do with writing or honestly anything that I was very passionate about. Um, and then took about two years away from everything. I just logged off Instagram, Facebook and everything and was like, I'm over social media. Um, <laughs> and then logged back on one day and was like seeing all these nerds <laughs> post about books. And I was like, Oh my God, there's more of us. Yes, <laughs> we there exist are. Out here. <laughs> so then I was like, I, I was very nervous to uh, hop back on. And then, um, and then everyone was so welcoming. And it was, it's such a nice community of people who are supportive. Whereas being a small business owner, it's more of a competitive compu- community. Um, right. So it, this is a, a really nice and welcome change. That's how I honestly feel. Um- just with the amount of people that I've met just through Instagram alone, like I have lifelong friends now and it's all through just meeting on this, on this app through the book community and writing community Mm -hmm. because we all just love, you know, reading and writing and it's just also pure and positive vibes. I'm all about. Yeah. It's been like a, I mean, after we did our query swap um, and then you introduced me to more cool people. Um, I think I swapped pages, various things, right? Uh, stories, essays, things with, I think, three other writers and have gotten fresh eyes, uh, great feedback and have made a lot of, you know, really great friends. So it's a, it's a nice community. So tell me about how your story came to be and how you started writing a book in the first place. I have no writing background. My, uh, my background is solidly science. Um, I went to college with the intention of going pre-med. Um, my, you know, degree is in biology and, and I should have been a biologist or a researcher or a doctor or something like that. But none of those things actually called to me. Um, I kept pretending like they did. Um, Uh and I kept trying a million and one things, uh, to try to make something stick that fell in that field. Cause I'm actually, I do have a, a knack for math and science and all through high school was told that I sucked at writing. Um, and then my dad got really sick and we went through this whole process of, you know, cancer treatment and radiation and chemo and all these kind of things. And I just hated being in the hospital and I hated that nothing in the world could help him. And, uh, instead of diving deeper into that world, my brain started creating this rewrite. Like I rewrote the world 
into a version that I could stomach. And that is kind of how I sprung into my story. Of course, it took like five years of denying my passion for writing um, before I finally sat down and was like, life is too short. You need to give yourself a shot. And so uh, on Christmas day, I went for a run and I told myself, this is back in 2019, um, you've got one year to write draft one. I don't care if it's garbage. I don't care, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, Just you get one year. And if you hate it, you can stop. And if it doesn't bring you joy, you can stop. Um, And if in a year you don't get it done or you don't love it, then, then it's time to move on from this dream. Like it's been a while, you got your shot, but then we got to move on. Um, and so that year I wrote the first draft and just fell head over heels for writing. Um, I used a lot of my own personal trauma to kind of build my main character and then really spun it into a modern epic fantasy. Um, I love the idea of multiple worlds that kind of overlap. Um, for a simple example, like, like in Harry Potter, right? There's the human world and then there's the wizarding world and they live right on top of each other. Um, my thing with Harry Potter, even though I love, love, love the series (laughs) is that it's, it's like so easy to be like, Oh, I'm never going back to muggle world. Um, (laughs) I live in the wizarding world. Why would you ever come back? Like Voldemort, (laughs) aside, why would you not want to just be there all the time? (laughs) Well, well, exactly. And that was my one thing is that I really wanted to create this uh, very like dynamic overlapping world sort of situation where there's an equally strong pull to be in both. You want to be in your world because that's where life and real things and family are happening and all those kind of connections that we all know um, are so important. And then in this amazing world um, where some magic and other cool things are happening. And so my main character is really uh, divided by being trapped in one world where she has no power and then finds herself in the other world where she has lots of power. And, and, and those kind of, those kind of pull her in opposite directions. Mm -hmm. I love that. And there's that, you know, And one of the main themes in my book is kind of, I mean, it's this big fun fantasy world with magical flora and fauna, but um, there's this central theme of the inevitability of loss, right? Because if you lose someone or everyone loses someone eventually, um, and it just like guts you and your brain Mm -hmm. goes through these like major webs and spirals to try to avoid it. There's got to be a way around what just happened or what is going to happen, right? There has to be a workaround. There has to be a miracle. Um, And so that's kind of the hinge of my story, right? Like, could there be a miracle? Does it exist somewhere? Maybe not in my world, maybe in another world. I really think from what you've told me, about your story is I still feel a lot of influence from what you went to school for, for your degree. Yeah. I, I had a, a strong liking for, yes, the pre-med stuff, which is very A&P, right? Anatomy and physiology. Um, but I also really loved environmental science. 
Um, so I took a lot of ecology classes and plant taxonomy, which is basically just like, how do we name and categorize plants, but with fancy words. Um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of dove into that side of things whenever I could. So I definitely tried to weave in botany into my story. So I made the the whole magic system kind of on the one hand in the, you know, in the magical world, botany based. So it's all plant-based magic. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the kind of connecting piece between worlds is is like a genetic component in certain people. So I went with my like sciencey background in the like human sciences thing and went for genetics and then took the fun ecology side and went for botany. That you was were my- so cool. Like I can't. <laughs> like that's just so deep. And and I I love how um, much you have thought this out. Like I cannot wait to read your book. Oh, thanks. I want to know what what parts of your main character do you see in yourself? <laughs> my hair. my hair is like my favorite feature about myself but she's she's got some of the some of the academic background some of the same mannerisms I'm sure and then um she's but she's way cooler than I am (laughs) oh stop it you are super freaking cool I love she's like a badass (laughs) and you're not a badass come on now (laughs) I I really feel like what I was going through during the time when I started writing my book, that's the parts of myself that I see in my main character. Because I was just going through, I think, like a really dark time in the sense that I just didn't have a creative outlet. And I was just struggling to find something that brought me happiness and joy. And writing was that thing that I didn't know I was looking for. And you know, kind of like the darkness in my life, I kind of presented for my character to try to like face those same challenges, but overcome them. Yeah. I honestly feel like I could have said the exact same words. Like we are of one brain right now. Um, <laughs> are we twinning? We're twinning. We're yes. partners. Um, yes. Cause exactly. Right. Like there's, there's something from experiencing trauma that just opens up these new sections of your mind and I think you know with your trauma with my trauma it it like just spring it can either like hold you back or it can springboard you forward and we both went for it so (laughs) we freaking did and look at look at where you are today dude you've got a full manuscript on your under your belt and you're working on your sequel already I cannot it's so fun. I can't help myself. <laughs> I know. You're like posting your word counts every day. And I'm like, damn, I have yet to send out a query letter. What is wrong with me? Oh, okay. Again, preaching to the choir because my goal for June is to send out five, which I feel like isn't a huge number. And I've done zero. So I am well, right there with you. Together. We're in the same boat. <laughs> let's do it together, dude, because I... Yes. I it's just been, well, May was just insane. And then like the first like week of June has been kind of insane. So I'm just kind of ready for it to not feel insane. I'm ready for it to just be chill. So I'm hoping that like this weekend and ne- next week, I can really focus on just querying. That's it. That That's the focus. Getting this query letter done because I feel like it's in pieces right now. And I'm trying to figure out how to just 
get there that final hurdle to get something solid so I can just send it out and then I can (laughs) work on other things um to all our listeners Kim's query is fabulous and it's not in pieces it's actually really really good and she just needs to send it oh my gosh you but yours was so (laughs) solid and I was starting to compare mine to yours and I was like am I lacking in this area she has such a better direction like I just started doubting myself like the ugly face of doubt crept in and was like bitch you suck (laughs) dude I have that too I wish like if you go visit my Instagram, I look like I'm doing chill all the time because I only post when I'm doing chill. <laughs> like I try really hard not to post when I'm in a when I'm in a mood or when I'm doubting myself. And sometimes I see people's word count and I'm like, is she kidding? Is she kidding? What have I done today? Twelve words. Twelve words? Like <laughs> and it just like sends me in a loop. So you're no, you're I, all the no like I heard from I, I I want to say it's Jay Kristoff, and I'm not going to do exactly the quote. He said that some days the words flow and other days just a single word is a challenge. So it all depends. And I think you also recognize that from being in physical training is that even with working out, some workouts feel amazing. And you're like, I can run for five miles. And then other days you're like, I can barely do this. I can barely go yeah. for 10 minutes and it all depends mm-hmm. on just the vibe of the day, how you're feeling emotionally, mentally, physically, like it's the same with writing. And I feel like writing requires so much space. Like I need physical space on my desk and nobody around me. I need mental space. I need creative space. It's like you need a lot of things to kind of come into alignment before your brain is ready to make non-garbage sentences. <laughs> Because if you try, (laughs) sometimes I try and it's like, I just use the same word three times in one paragraph. That doesn't, that's, huh, you know, and it's just like, all right, brain, today is not the day. Now is not the time. (laughs) You know what? We're our own worst critic, but at the end of the day, getting some words on paper is better than nothing at all. Because if you just edit in your mind and never actually get something down physically, you get nowhere. So even if it feels mm-hmm. like a struggle, like I looked back on chapters where I was like, I cannot write this scene. I'm not vibing it. it. Maybe it was the coffee shop I went to, but then like giving myself that time and that break, I then went back to that scene and I'm like, oh, this, I got this. Why, why was this such a struggle? And I think it's just a mixture of all those things. Yeah. And there's this really awesome quote that I don't know by heart, um, by like (laughs) Jessica Brody. Uh, Jessica Brody says something that's along the lines of um, write shit because it makes for great fertilizer. Ooh, that's so good. I love it. Every time I'm like, okay, this is total trash, total trash, total trash. But tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to see something in it that I didn't see right now. And then it'll become something good or lead somewhere new or, you know. It's going to bloom. Always right. flower will grow. All the things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, it's time to read short stories. Are you ready? All right. Ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Ah! Well, as you know how it goes, (laughs) it's guest choice. So if you want to read first or second, it is your choice. I'm going first. I need to get this over with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're so funny because so many people have said that where they're like I just want to get it over with and done with like let's do it let's 
knock it out. Okay, okay. so before I start, before I start reading, um, I just want to let people know there are some explicit words, some naughty words. <laughs> so if you got the little ones around, <laughs> maybe put on some uh, headphones and uh, keep yes. listening. <laughs> Love it. Right. Got a little warning so, right there. Okay, you guys. So for this week's prompt, it is, this is so bad. Quiet. I demanded. I'm trying to think. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Every time. Okay. You're listening to Short Stories with Kim Riot. Enjoy Bookworm. This is so bad. Quiet. I demanded. I'm trying to think. Think? You've got 47 seconds on the clock and you need to think? The whole place is going to blow if you don't... Jinx, shut up. But one more word and I'll let it run out. I swear to God. That was a lie, of course. I had 39 seconds to disarm this hack job clusterfuck before it blew, and I sure as shit wasn't about to let its maker best me. Besides, Tessa's soccer game was this weekend. I didn't want my poor little niece walking around telling all her teammates her auntie failed to show because she'd been blown to smithereens. Not that she'd be made privy to the specifics, of course, but still. 32 seconds. A tangle of wires about the size, shape, and approximate weight of a human brain sat cold and heavy in my hands. Amid them, a box, a key, a bomb. A prize. I traced each of 12 lines from adapter to lead with only my eyes. All that garbage you see on TV, where there's one mystical wire to cut and one mystical man who knows it's the green wire, is total bullshit. Cutting wires does you absolutely no good when ammonium nitrate and fuel oil are involved. In fact, not cutting, nicking, or bumping wires is the real trick. At their core, bombs rely heavily on basic chemistry and simple mechanics, both of which boil down to rudimentary physics. Lucky for me, physics is my jam. Why? Because it's predictable. It follows the rules. It works like a puzzle. This puzzle, however, was built by a goddamn heathen. Total amateur hour. Pieces jammed together where they didn't fit, upside down images, and in bomb talk, oodles of instability. 24 seconds. Red causes combustion, orange, gray, pink, and taupe. Who uses taupe wiring? All cause combustion. Green goes nowhere. Black, black, shiny black, and flat black also go nowhere. In other words, in my hands, I held the jumble of red herons about a tiny box with enough juice to blow me and Jenks to bits, shatter the keepsake, and in all likelihood collapse this whole underground cave system we found ourselves in. Okay, maybe that was a bit much, but it would surely shake loose a few stalactites and kill me and my partner. Spider, with a Y, loved making messy webs like this. I'd bet my left tit this was his doing. I found there to be a lack of dignity and self-respect in his work. Roundabouts and deception were the tools of the hobbyist, not the pro. Spider was only in this thing because his partner, Ripper, was a total fucking tank. Twelve seconds. Jenks, my ripper equivalent, rattled like a maraca. I didn't really need a partner, but the games required it, so Jenks. To be fair, he was a badass. He kicked down doors, he handled guns like I handled tacos every other Tuesday at Chino's Taqueria, and he whipped circles around me in nine out of ten vehicles. Okay, so maybe I did need Jenks, because I wasn't a badass at any of that stuff. But I was a badass at this, and this bomb was about to become my bitch. Nine seconds. Needle-like scope in my hand, I wove the bit between a maze of wires. 
six seconds. My hands were steady. My breath was calm. And with a gentle pull of my finger, I drilled into the fuse. Jenks retreated, and wordlessly, I thanked him for that. Now was no time for wearing imaginary blinders. I needed absolute, perfect precision. Three seconds. I could feel the saline rush into the little black box. It pulsed. My blood pulsed. Two seconds. And just like that, she's dead as a doorknob. I dropped the clunky glob of metal and wire and Jenks bucked like a newly branded Bronco. Shit, he hissed. I rolled my eyes. It was nice to feel superior to the extremely muscled from time to time. Jenks, it's dead. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting something? Beside me, a wooden crate bowed under the weight of crisscross chains and a bunch of old school locks. Damn, what is it with spider and making everything a giant effing mess? I cut the now dead wires of the now dead bomb and wiggled the key free from the tangle. What do you expect from a man who calls himself spider? Yeah, I suppose you're right, Jinx. I leaned into the name, knowing it didn't really belong to him. He'd stolen it from some space opera character he'd been raving about since the day we met. Jinx flexed a myriad of things, most noticeably his biceps. You giving me shit, Stitches? He asked, slow and cool as any Guido could be. Hey, I earned my name, I said, tracing the scar that split my face from Widow's peak to chin tip. That you did, kid. That you did. Getting out was always easier than getting in. Players rarely booby-trapped the exit. Doing so was on par with kicking an old dog. No one likes an old dog kicker. I never opened the crate. I always just took the whole thing. The keepsake inside wasn't what mattered. I only cared about the deposit. A fatty 50K appeared in my bank account while we were somewhere over the Atlantic. My burner buzzed and I pulled the ox from the chopper and stuck it in the phone so I could hear the call above the whir of blades and wind. Hey, hotshot, winner, winner. I smiled broad, gazing out across the sun-stained horizon. 50's a bit meager, don't you think? The man... Or the woman with a voice mod, hmmed. Untangling spider's webs will never earn more than 50. Jenks did the bulk of the legwork on this one, kid. He gets the big bucks. I hated being called kid, but at 19, I was the youngest player by a solid 10 years. Ugh, such bull. Uh, all right, what are our parameters? Hide the keepsake, any quadrant besides the one you're currently in, contact Maz when it's ready, and she'll give the go-ahead. You sit this round, of course, but you and Jenks have qualified to the finals. My blood tore through my veins like jet fuel. I'd stomped through jungles, dune bugged my way across deserts, and disarmed six bombs this year, collecting a nice 470k along the way. But still, I felt it was time we got our invite. Where to? Jenks asked, once I plugged back into the chopper jack. Crack a few beers, hide this sucker right quick. I held up the keepsake. Then swing on up to good old AZ. Tessa's got her big game on Saturday. She made me promise not to miss it. It's the eyes. Big, fat, blue orbs. I just can't say no. The end. Rain. Stop. <laughs> just, just stop. Like, what? Thank you. That's your writing style? That's your writing style. That's who Rain is? I, I'm a fan. I've already said it. I'm the number Thank one you. fan. It's claimed. No one can take this away from me. <laughs> Wow. Well, thank dude. you very much. <laughs> I got like lifelike vibes. I got Aurora rising vibes. <laughs> that was so good. 
Thank you. Well, I don't want to read mine now. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. You came up with a prompt. I read that and I was like, bombs. But also, who comes up with that kind of prompt? It's so fun. Well, I just write my own because I, for copyright issues and that sort of thing. But I, the way you took it, bro, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave. It's been great. Thanks talking to you. No, no. <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun. I like, I needed this because I've been in like a slump a little bit with my own work and being able to write something totally new was so fun. So thank you. And I'm so pumped to hear your story. I loved it. I really want you to release this um, out there in the world just as a short story on its own because that was amazing. That was well, amazing. Thank you. You can teach me how because as we've already talked about, I'm not very tech savvy. You're going to get it in like two seconds. You're a smarty pants. <laughs> well, thanks. Dude, I, and that is a compliment. I say that as a compliment. You are so cool. You are so smart. Like I am, I'm, I'm floored. That was a great story. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Dude, that could be published tomorrow. I'm just saying. Are you offering me a, a deal? <laughs> Dude, I that is a dream of mine, actually, to have my own little biz, like to be able to like release people's books. Are you kidding me? And do audiobooks? Like that is a dream right there. Wait, are we discovering something right now? Because that's my dream. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk. Okay. Different episode, different day, but <laughs> I'm all about it. So if you're listening and you want to invest. <laughs> Seriously. We'll drop our Venmo in the little like hashtag in there. Hashtag all the things. Another short story coming your way. Oh, hell yeah. This is so bad. Quiet, I demanded. I'm trying to think. The hot foliage of the jungle pressed in around us and I couldn't breathe, couldn't focus. All I could hear was the screams from the park echoing through the trees. We were going to die and it was all my fault. I glanced at my boyfriend, Justin, who could hardly keep himself together. Tears rimmed his eyes and he wiped them away with his sweaty t-shirt before they could roll down his dirty cheeks. Why did you bring us here? He snapped. Was Disney World not enough for you? I glared hard in his direction. This is what I got for attempting to mend our broken relationship. Stranded on a remote island filled with dinosaurs. After only 48 hours of enjoying the exclusive theme park, the power went out. What should have been no problem turned into our worst nightmare. A pissed Spinosaurus knocked out the power grid after escaping his cage during his evening feeding. Now, dinosaurs of all kinds roamed freely, killing and eating the high elite of society like cows bred for slaughter. We never should have come to Cretaceous Gardens, he shouted. Trash! A roar sounded, making us both still. Based on its distinct call, I knew a dinosaur lingered only a few yards away. T-Rex, I whispered. We're being watched. Don't move. Like he always did, Justin ignored me and took off running through the grass. Knowing running was futile, I slammed my body against the nearest tree and hid out of sight. Just as I predicted, a T-Rex burst through the moist palms and ran after Justin, who began to scream. The T-Rex roared again, its jaws set wide. Even though Justin was an idiot and a horrible boyfriend, I couldn't let the fool die like this. 
It was my idea to go. It was my money used to do it. Justin had just tagged along. A once-in-a-lifetime free trip to see dinosaurs wasn't a trip any person with common sense would turn down. With that reasoning in mind, I picked up the biggest rock I could hold and threw it at the giant dino. Thanks to years of playing baseball with my brothers, I hit my mark, the back of the T-Rex head. Surprisingly, the extinct beast swung quickly around. Unfortunate for me, my boot caught a mound of mossy rocks and fell back. The T-Rex roared and began to charge. I scrambled to my feet and raced back towards the theme park. Low-hanging bridges connected the various cages and would block his chase. I just had to get there. Pushing away my fatigue and terror, I ran for my life, not daring to look back. The screams of the patrons sounded anew as I neared the main entrance. With a sharp turn, I headed where the T-Rex could not and slid into a narrow break between buildings. The T-Rex slammed into the walkways and roared with defeat, unable to chase me further. I closed my eyes and caught my breath, breathing so fast I couldn't calm my heart. Suddenly, a whoosh of air hit my face, and the sun became blocked from view. To my terror, I opened my eyes to see a giant pterosaur descending from the sky, and it headed right towards me. I raced through the narrow alley, only to see it hadn't deterred the flying dinosaur. The humid air burned my lungs as I sprinted for an open door just a few yards away. The pterosaur squawked and snapped its beak, tearing my shirt. I lunged through the door just as the beast prepared to strike again. Its wings hit the wall of the doorway and it cried out with pain. I made for the door and threw it closed, sealing the room in darkness. A small chirp-like sound greeted me in the dark, then another a few feet away from the first. I didn't move. Too scared to breathe, I was surrounded. That much was clear. To my dismay, the next chirp I heard came from my feet. Tapping my smartwatch for light, I turned it towards my mud-covered shoes to find a tiny, meat-eating compy staring back at me. It squealed and leapt upon me, digging its claws into my chest. I smacked it off, only to feel two more jump onto my back. I whirled, knocking into what felt like a table, and fell on my back, crushing the beast who had begun to nibble on my skin. A green neon glow caught my eye, and the word exit called to me like a beacon. Another compy jumped onto my shoulder, and I slung it off. My body stung and ached with each racing step. I barreled through the exit door and slammed it closed behind me. Light from the sun streamed through a set of windows, ridding the darkness. But three little compies made it through. They bit and scratched, but I fought on, knocking them one by one to the floor and stomping them dead. I had learned my lesson, glancing up and down the hallway before sliding to the floor. My hands shook, covered in both human and dinosaur blood. More screams erupted from outside. Safety wasn't coming. I was going to die here, alone and heartbroken. My lips went thin, and I hit my fist against the wall. No! I refused to die. I hadn't fought to escape just to give up. I then pushed myself to my feet and knew my heading. There was a boat near the edge of the Cretaceous Gardens, which brought guests straight from the ocean. If I could get there, I could stand a chance to escape. Carefully, I made my way through the main building towards the east side of the theme park. So far, no dinosaurs had spotted me. A spark of hope drove me forward, and I weaved through the quiet walkways. 
the Jurassic Lounge Hotel came into view and I ran for its side entrance towards its Degasaurus-shaped pool. Blood coated the sunbathing chairs and I forced myself not to look. My focus was needed to get to the boat. I spotted the river and sprinted down the stairs towards the dock. I didn't know if it was God or karma, but one boat still remained. The wood of the dock barked under my pounding feet and I jumped clean inside the boat. Quickly, I began untying the knots only to look up to see a raptor hovering above me. It roared, revealing all its sharp teeth. All I could do was watch my life flash before my eyes as it tackled me to the ground and ripped out my throat. No! I shot up, instinctually grabbing my neck. Are you okay? I look over to find Justin staring at me, still tired from sleep. My cuddling dog, Jackson, nestled my hand as I took in my bedroom. It was only a trip, I muttered. I laid back and tried to catch my breath, covering my eyes with the back of my arm. It had felt so real. I wasn't sure when I'd feel back to normal until I heard Justin speak. Now that you're awake, we need to talk. I had prepared for this breakup for weeks. He wasn't going to be the one to do it. Not when he had been the terrible partner. Throwing my arm down, I looked him dead in the eye. Don't bother. We're done. I don't want to date someone who would ditch me when dinosaurs attacked. At that, he looked so puzzled and it instantly made me laugh. <laughs> you know where the door is. Feeling like I could take on the world, I got up and made some coffee. The end. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. <laughs> you, dude, you make me feel like I'm in a movie. <laughs> I listened to this like graphic audiobook of A Court of Thorns and Roses and the people were so intense that like I think I'm coming off of that and I was like I'm gonna do that too I'm gonna read it just like they did you, you like screamed right over and I, my skin like jumped I was like oh my god what's happening now <laughs> I'm on a dinosaur kick after I went to Universal because I am obsessed with Jurassic Park I was about to say I'm getting some strong Jurassic Park 2 vibes with the copies and I'm here for it. That was so fun. Yeah, I feel like it was like a mixture of a retelling slash fan fiction of Jurassic Park, kind of a big mm -hmm. nod to my love of those movies. I just love them so much. Yes, very, very on theme, um, especially because I know you just went to the theme park. I was like, oh, of course we're going dinosaurs. Here we go. I'm ready for it. And speaking of which, I cannot wait to go see the new movie. I'm waiting till my husband gets back because he's a pilot, so he's away for work. So when he gets back, we're going to go see the final movie, and I am so stoked. I'm so stoked. I was like, oh, gosh, here comes another movie. And then I looked at the cast, and because they have the old cast back, I'm like, I can't not go see it. Like, I need to see it. Well, Rain, this has been an exceptional time. I have had so much fun talking with you and i hope all the listeners fell in love with rain sullivan rain what's your handle so people can find you at right as rain sullivan um with underscores between all the words yes i'll be sure to link it in the description so everyone can find you but this has been the best time i cannot wait for you to come back because you will come back yes <laughs> <laughs> And maybe we can talk about queering some more and do a follow-up on that. I would I would absolutely love it. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so, so much for having me. This was so fun. I, I really appreciate it. You kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit and a lot of it. Sounds like you're going to be a pro next time. Thank you. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Oh, look out! <laughs>
Catch you later.